On behalf of myself and B, we acknowledge that we are not indigenous. Rather, we are of settler colonial ancestry. Like many other settler people, we have benefited greatly from living on Turtle Island. As a visitor on this land, we have an important responsibility to acknowledge the grounds on which we are privileged to gather in the pursuit of building community. We are recording today in the traditional territory of the Three Fires Confederacy of First Nations, comprised of the Ojibwe, the Odawa, and the Potawatomi peoples. We are grateful to work, learn, and live in this area. We're making small talk with cool people. Welcome to our show, It's Small Talk! Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Windsor Small Talk. I am your host, B. Zelda, and my pronouns are they, them. This is a special segment called Humans of Transit, where I am joined by two incredible humans, Evelina and Danica. They are disability advocates, and I am very, very excited to chat with them about Humans of Transit. Let's talk about humans of transit a little bit. Um, and this is where I would love to just kind of know what some of your experiences have been like, um, especially navigating transit specifically in Windsor. And we don't expect you to by any means to be experts because myself, I have a car. I don't take public transit as often because I have the privilege of owning a vehicle and I always have. I, I'm from Kingsville. There is no public transit out there, so I had to be reliant on my own personal vehicle to get myself around places I couldn't walk or bike to. So um, don't, like, if you don't know and you don't have the experience, feel free to just be like, pass. (laughs) I can't really speak (laughs) to that topic. But if you do, or if you have worked with anyone or know anyone who's had specific experiences, or if you know where we need to improve, obviously we need to improve because all of it. Windsor is one of the lowest rated in quality and frequency and availability of transit. And that's the whole reason why we're here and we're trying to have these conversations is because these car-centric, privileged politicians need to wake up and see that um, there's got to be other ways to get around this city other than having a car. So, thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) One, on the connectedness between the city and county, because... um, I mean, I drive a car. I have to admit, I drive a car. I drive a freaking car. But um, I did play sledge hockey in LaSalle and, you know, live in Windsor. And for the people I knew who may be interested in playing sledge hockey in Windsor who didn't drive could never join that team. It's the only para hockey team in the city, and it practices in LaSalle. So (coughs) transit can't go. It's not accessible. Yeah. Dang. Um, there's a bus now going to LaSalle. Um, I don't know if you know anybody that's used it, if it's been a help at all. It's only been around for about two years, though. So, like... So, we know a lot of horror stories when it comes to, like, 
transit and especially for people with disabilities um there aren't there isn't enough space in like the city buses for someone who let's say uses a mobility device to take the bus so let's say if i wanted to go to the university let's say i was still in university and i needed to be there regularly for whatever class mm-hmm. gotta take the one c or whatever and so if I wait at the bus stop and they only have like two spots where I can be, but let's say on that particular day, on that particular run, there are two people with a mobility device on there, I won't be able to take that bus. Yeah. Um, so they fill their quota real quick. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we're lucky to have two. Most environments, we only have one spot. Yeah. So you can't even bring a friend. Right. But, uh, yeah, we heard horror stories about the winters because of that exact fact. You know, you're sitting, well, one, curbs aren't cleared regularly. The curb cuts are never cleared. Um, Two, drivers don't want to lower their ramp in the winter. So, like, in working in an advocacy role at an organization for people with disabilities, we got the complaints of, like, you know, they passed me by, like, three times, and I didn't see anybody on the bus. So, I mean, all you can do is call and say, this, this is what happened, and the driver will say, well, I think differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, I think, a big issue. They just drive straight past. That's a huge That's issue. wild. You're sitting out in the cold, and, like, you have to, like, three buses. That's, like, that's three hours that's going to pass. Let's be real. Our buses don't run very frequently. Well, wow. they lower the ramp, and then they have to strap you in, and it's it's involved. A lot it's of worth the, it, but it's drivers involved. won't even use the re, like the wheelchair restraints either. And it's interesting because yeah, I've I've heard that complaint a ton that they don't use the wheelchair restraints enough. The one one time that I was on Windsor Transit, I didn't want them to use the wheelchair restraints because I didn't need them. I, I like for me, my fear is actually just being stationed to the floor without anybody coming to save me yeah um but for other people it's like rolling around and and flopping around but for me it was just i don't want to be stationed to the floor they couldn't let me ride the bus they wouldn't let me ride the bus without strapping into the floor um is that like a rule for them like is that something like they have to do big big rule they will if you don't have the right wheelchair like your wheelchair could cost eight thousand dollars and you don't have the right wheelchair maybe the straps don't work Mm -hmm. you're not getting a ride that day so we've had to like go out and buy straps from like a mobility store that are built to fix the gaps in Mm -hmm. what's happening it's gonna cost a hundred dollars minimum because when chairs change the buses don't like go oh a chair changed i'm gonna change the strap system Mm -hmm. Um, and there's so many chairs these days it's like the same old strap isn't gonna work for everybody that's a wild consideration and i know that we're getting new buses and now i'm wondering has there been any conversation about what that's going to look like? Will it be modular? Will they have a set of straps to use? Like, what is going to change? Is there any consultation with anyone at all who has the knowledge and of what people need? I know yeah. we do have an advocacy, like a disability advocacy group in Windsor for transit, but I don't know what conversations they're having in regards to, like, yeah, if there's any what our new buses look like. Yeah. yeah. Dang, okay. And the only sort of... Um, um, accessible purely accessible form of transit that we have is handy transit which if i can publicly say is severely um outdated 
broken. And lacking I've and broken. Okay, because you um, see, I still see the buses active. They are around. Yes. But I don't know anybody who uses it anymore. People use it, um, but you need, like, they need to know your schedule three weeks in advance. What? So if you have, like, something that comes out out of the blue, you can't. Who knows like, their schedule three weeks in advance, first like, off? You need to book your rides. And so, so I'm speaking from a place of privilege because I have a wheelchair accessible van, like a personally owned one. Um, I didn't the first two years of university, and Oof. let me tell you, Oof. my <laughs> life was dreadful. It <laughs> truly, truly was. So I relied on handy trips. So my first class was at 8.30 in the morning. I had to get up at 5. Wow. <laughs> To be ready for six, I was picked up at six, dropped off at the university at seven, had an hour and a half to to twiddle your thumbs, to do whatever. <laughs> My last class was at seven p.m. and it ran until nine fifty, so ten o'clock. But they wouldn't have a bus right at ten, so I'd be picked up between like ten thirty and eleven, and I was the last. Stop. Oh my gosh. Um, so I would get home at like midnight some nights and then I had to be up at like five again. <laughs> so you didn't have a life. You so were I just didn't, revolving so around transit. I didn't I, like I, read uh, the chapters that I was supposed to read because there was just like no time whatsoever. So I remember like cramming stuff for like midterms or like doing whatever or during the weekend is where I would like catch up on things or when I was just there on campus because I had to be there all day <laughs> because I didn't have like transportation. So I remember I strategically like would schedule all four classes in like a single day so that I was there like whatever. Maximize your time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But then like just everything was i was i live into there and then just came home to sleep and yeah. do it all over again oh boy and also just like that that's something you said there was you had to like make all your classes work within a very specific schedule you didn't have the freedom to take whatever you wanted like that's that's really frustrating too and yeah. the onus is all on you and that's yeah. not fair. That shouldn't be how that's it is. That's not how other people have to live where the onus is all on you to make everything work. Like that's just so being mm. disabled and like transportation doesn't allow for any sort of spontaneous anything. So one of my biggest sort of something that I yearn for is just to like get up one day or whatever and just say like, oh, I w I'm taking this trip and I didn't even plan. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's just what I want to do. It just you know popped into my head or. I'd want to take a vacation alone. Like, I, I feel like in another life, I would have been, like, world travel. Yeah. <laughs> but I did, like, traveling is dreadful. Yeah, So I, dreadful. As a disabled person. So I, like, that doesn't bring me any sort of joy or relief or form of relaxation. relaxation yeah. <laughs> nope, that makes Fair. sense. Like, I think you had mentioned having to call ahead to find out what the space is like, oh, yeah. what so they can be prepared, like that in itself, like making a phone call is hard. But like, yeah. you have to make that call. And Otherwise, it has to be thorough because yeah. you call and you say, are you accessible? And they go, oh yeah. And, well, do you have the door opener? Do you have a bathroom on the same floor? And then 
well, actually, there's a step in the front. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I guess we're not dis- accessible. And they just don't know, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of ignorance out I've, there. I've uh, showed up to a restaurant once, which was ironically one of those restaurants that serves, that you're served by blind people in pitch darkness. Yep, I have like Toronto. Yeah, that's where I went. <laughs> yeah. It's not accessible. Um, but I called ahead and they were like, oh, I have a ramp. We have like a great, and I was like, how thoughtful, you know, yeah. and they have a ramp. Um, they put a piece of plywood oh. over like six stairs. So it was like. <laughs> Wobbly. You don't feel safe. Yeah. Wicked angle. It was terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Oh. <laughs> oh, dang. So when we, when we think of like, so groups like At We are, are focused on, um, the city provided uh, um, transit and the city buses. What could we do to advocate for things like handy transit? Like I don't know who who regulates that, who funds it, where is that where is that coming from, and who do we need? Whose door do we need to knock on? Whose email inbox do we need the flood to so, speak up for uh, on behalf of everyone? Is also historically not progressed to like the digital streamlining. <laughs> So even their um, application needs to be a hard copy. What? And they it has to be the original, too. It yes. can't be a scan. And it needs to be signed by a doctor. Like, signed. Like, a so you have to you go need, in person. You need to go in. You can't, like, scan it or whatever. There are digital e-signatures nowadays. I sign no. everything online. Because, because they're not online. You can't even find them online. The only thing you'll find is, like, the Google page where it will tell you the address of their office and their phone number they don't have a website they don't have call waiting (laughs) (laughs) you just get a busy signal (laughs) that's wild how do they still function like honestly someone like a group like that we should should adapt a mandate to further this along a little bit because there are a lot of passionate people in this group that are screaming pretty loudly at the city about some of this stuff and maybe we need to lend some voices to this as well because that is archaic and quite frankly not acceptable i don't know who they're run by but yeah and also i mean your social activities are very deprioritized right because there's limited buses so they prioritize employment they prioritize medical appointments they you get deprioritized for social appointments. Because why have more buses to accommodate everybody else, you know? Yeah. Like, like if you want a life, then you just have uh, to have a and, car. And the, the, the oh, you so know, the, the idea that disabled people have social lives and needs is is actually quite, you know, radical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I have heard some things, so I can only imagine. And like, even, like, that should never have to be a radical thing. Thank you, uh, Evelina and Danica, so much for sharing your experiences on public transportation. Humans of Transit is really a project where I just, we need to hear these stories to actually understand um, and and know what's going on. Uh, So I'm just really grateful for this conversation. If folks are interested in listening to more Humans of Transit, you absolutely can. You can find Windsor Small Talk on Instagram and Facebook as at Windsor Small Talk. 
And if you use any of the other apps and social media platforms that exist, you are welcome to follow me there. Um, I am on all of them as Zelda. This has been a segment of Humans of Transit. If you're interested in sharing your experiences or having your stories told, feel free to contact us as uh, windsorsmalltalk at gmail.com. We would love to give you a bus pass for 10 rides on Windsor Transit in exchange for your fantastic stories. Thank you. Take care. We're making small talk with cool people. Welcome to our show, it's Small Talk! Hey y'all, B Zelda here because I know you have not heard enough of my voice. But I'm just popping in to remind you all that we have a Patreon page. It is something that is building and budding like the flowers in springtime. Currently, you can get exclusive snippets and previews to episodes before they come out. As well as Bronwyn and I will be trying and playing a handful of two-player and co op tabletop games and I'm a huge fan of indie games because why not get creative with the way that we tell stories and gamify it so everybody else can have as much fun make sure you follow us on patreon we are Windsor Small Talk take care